Welcome to Unprofessionals Asking Questions. I'm Sid. And I'm Julia. And this is episode five. Did you have a killer Easter? Because we just had Easter. Yeah. So we decided to do an episode on it. And past tense because it's in the past now. <laughs> yeah. So we hope you had a great Easter, everybody. Because yeah. we did. I did. Yeah, I did. I mean, what did you do? Hung out with family. Did like... Our usual traditions. My mom's, we changed, like, the meal. Normally we do ham and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So she changed it? Yeah. From we that. did. People are going to freak out, but we did pig stomach. Like, have you ever had that? So it's not actually pig stomach. I But it's, like, stuffed with, like, sausage. What's, it, what's the name for it? Pig Is stomach. There, oh, there's not, like, a more, like, technical no, name. like, potatoes, oh. sausage, everything stuffed in. Where the fuck? Are you living? But so good. You know where we live now. Um, it's Pennsylvania. But we like wanted a untraditional meal because we have like other meals. And yeah, it's the same stuff. So that's cool. That was fun. I had ham, so mine was had ham pretty on basic. Easter day. Yeah, I did have like a brunch on Saturday though. Which okay, was good. Just like a big mess. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I have to explain a mess, but it's like eggs mixed in with uh sausage and uh cheese i forget what else was in there or potatoes or hash oh yeah potatoes were in there yeah did you Sounds do any good. easter accounts i, I personally did. didn't i was oh. told i was too old which well. offensive <laughs> i also didn't get easter baskets so oh, you should just come to our easter next time because i did do an easter egg hunt well now that we have little ones like on the, with the cousins and the oh, nieces right. and everything it's more about them yeah which is totally fine <laughs> <laughs> i see you're a little salty about it though um but yeah i set up an easter egg hunt mm, that's not as fun doing them is way more fun yeah and like it's not just candy it's usually like little bottles of liquor and candy. Damn, will you invite me Scratch to yours? And some dollar bills. <laughs> we just bring there. handles of alcohol to us, but it's better finding. It is fun. We each have our own colored egg. They run out and hide them. We have like some big ones and some little ones, and they're hidden all over the place outside. And then in the garage, they hide uh, single bottles of beer or mm-hmm. cans. Although this year they added in tea and soda, but they put those all around the garage, and we each had to just we had one of those uh, six pack carriers. The cardboard carriers and we just when we find one put it in we could swap at the end so we did that i they also love that this year was something new they added on they put kites just kind of randomly throughout when you're each supposed to find a kite how many people will participate oh um, wait kites are out flying and you're no supposed to find they're them? in packaging mm. and then you fly them well we didn't fly them so <laughs> i took it home okay it's here so on a windy day which is every day I can go out and fly my kite. Cool. I think it's a panda. Panda, panda, panda. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And then, so how many? There's one, two, three, four, six, five, five, six. Six of us right now. Oh, okay. So, like, there's not many. Not many. Yeah, but that's Seven. fun. Oh. 
It is fun. It would be expensive to buy all that for like 20 people. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a fun time. And is there is... an age limit or can no. seven-year-olds? Oh, there's no kids up. allowed. No. Okay. No. Nope. There were kids over at our breakfast, like my cousin's children and my aunt and uncle. Um, but we sent them back over before we did our egg hunt, which I felt bad because they were outside playing because they just looked like they're next door. My uncle's next door. And so I could definitely see his hunting eggs. I felt kind of bad. <laughs> they had their own egg hunt. Okay. I was but, like, <laughs> I was like oh, oh, goodness. they're probably wishing they could join in. But if they open an egg that has a bottle of, you know, fireball in it, I don't think that'd be great. <laughs> True. Yeah. Hey, how does Easter end? How does Easter end? Yeah. Um, hmm. With an exclamation point? With an R. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know if I'm supposed to say it with a pirate accent. Why? Yeah, where does... I got more. Where want. does pirate come from in that I don't know. I just, if I just see the word... No, I know. Her. But, like, I assume that's what it's supposed to be. I'm trying to figure out how... No, I think it's supposed to be punny because, like... Oh, punny. <laughs> because, like, how does Easter end? It it's literally ends with an R. All right. I was expecting, like, an Easter bunny in there somewhere. Okay, well, then how can you make Easter preparations go faster? Um, I don't know. Use the Express lane. <laughs> All right, the Express lane. I like yeah. that. Well, those were good jokes. I did you have them. any other, like, Easter? Um, I did do a scavenger hunt. Oh my gosh. But I don't usually do that. I used to do that when I was younger. And this year I complained to my mom that she doesn't do them for me anymore. Mm -hmm. So she went, her and my aunt, actually, my aunt gets probably more credit. So my mom's idea to actually do it with like a day notice. But my aunt's the one who wrote all the cards and all the clues. And she did so good. Like they were actually a little difficult. Yeah. And didn't that my grams farm. That's fun. So I was like inside in the barn, up in the house, up on the hill. Wyatt helped me out with it a little bit. Little bit. Sure, I'll ask him. I'm sure, he'll say something different. <laughs> but yeah, that was fun. I felt like a kid again for the weekend. It was kind of nice. It is nice. I my family does a lot for the kids. Yeah. Um, which is like so cool because they'll do like crafts and the egg hunts, baskets. But really, like it was just really nice having the family all together. Because yeah. like even my sisters and I, we can't always like our schedules don't align, and then. Especially, like, with my, um, both sides with my cousins. But, like, I could see my dad's side of the family, like, cousins and their little ones. The one just, like, had a newborn. So it was just, it was cool to spend some time. We drank. <laughs> <laughs> I did have mimosas the one morning. That was the most I had mimosas though. on Saturday. Mm -hmm. And then I had Tito's Sunday. Ooh, Tito's. You know I love Tito's. Sponsor us. They literally should sponsor me at this point. They like, should. Pay me back for all of those. Yeah. We did actually... Did you go to multiple Easter's then? Like, both sides of the family? Yeah, not as much as usual. Um, We just kept it kind of, like, with where our parents, like, staple ones were. Mm -hmm. So I had two Easter dinners where I could have had, like, three. Yeah. We did miss one, but only because we were adopting a new member into our family or maybe he adopted us can you please tell me about this new one yeah so 
His name is Scrappy. Scrappy doo. Scrappy dooby doo. Um, he's a beagle. Sweetest boy. He's so cute. He's so sweet. So we took him home on Easter, so he's our Easter pup. Yeah, I so. I was really excited when you told me that you were picking him him up on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh. Yeah, it went so fast because we literally just like saw the post about him because he's from a beagle rescue. Um, probably like three days before that, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he we just applied right away. Yeah, because you're like, not getting my hopes up. Yeah, I was like, so, you're getting this dog. Yep, we got him. He's ours. He's the best. We love him. I'm so happy for you guys. Yay. So, yeah, that was my Easter, which is really nice. Um, but Oh, I did have, like, a question for you because I just, like, randomly thought about this over the weekend. Did you ever have to, when you were younger, or even, I don't know, not so young, wear an Easter bonnet or make one or anything? Uh, I never made one. The only time I probably wore one was when I was, like, a newborn. <laughs> like, maybe a couple months old, I could see just because I've seen baby pictures, I could see my mom putting a bonnet on me yeah. for Easter, but no, I've never. Not a tradition in my family. Yeah. It's not really ours either, but I know it's a big tradition in the, in, um, like this country. What does Probably it others. signify? Oh, I don't know. know. I didn't look into it. I just kind of randomly remembered that I did make one once, I think. So people make them school. and then wear them like one Easter? I think, do I think so. Eggs on some, some of them do. I think mine had little eggs, not real eggs, but little tiny who made it for you? Because you did not make it. I definitely made it. I don't have pics to prove it, but it I used to crochet. Did you know that? I used to make like scarves wow. and shit. I, I'm sure you're gonna head back that direction pretty soon. Honestly, I've thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's because my gram did it. It's honestly really relaxing. Mm-hmm. My mom has done that. I think I get confused. Which crocheting is the two needles, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think she's. I also that. used to. What's that thing when like the stitching? It had like. The square um, cut up with like the needles, kind of whatever, and they were like rubber bands, and you oh. would stretch them and weave them through. Yeah, I and you would make like um, pot holders. Yeah, yeah, I did that all the time. I don't remember. See, that's the thing. I can't remember all the different. Yeah, no, I know embroidery. <laughs> I only did like scarves. That I, I never did like mittens or a hat. Yeah. It's cool. It's a good skill to have in case. Yeah, you know, things go to shit and you need to start making them <laughs> i haven't sewn in so long though i've never sewn i've made a bag and it looks like a vera bradley knockoff wow it's been going strong for like 12 years <laughs> <laughs> and i made a dress one time nice couldn't tell you where the dress is but was it for you the dress yeah i like did my measurements and stuff Very that was cool. in fashion tech in high school wow look at you man i'm a little fashionista you do a good style. So I guess like today we're just kind of, I guess, asking questions. Well, I'm asking questions about um, like customs and traditions yeah. of Easter as well as one of like the coolest Easter traditions I've heard of. But we'll get into a little bit of crime. I think we yes. said as well in our post. Mm-hmm. So... I'm also going to be covering a little bit of traditions and then I'm going to move into a little bit of crime because you know me and you know I like to look for the terrible things that happen on holidays. Well, you're not the (laughs) only one. No. Some people, it can be traditional. Oh. We'll get into it. Like we always say. All right. Well, did you want to start us off? Yeah. Okay. 
So we didn't really talk about it for our traditions, but um, growing up, like my family tradition was like dying eggs. Mm-hmm. I know other people pee oh, in yes. it. Did you do that? We used to dye eggs. I haven't for a long time. But yeah. It was fun. So I was like, okay, where where did that start? Like, mm-hmm. was it, you know, when the Easter Bunny came, which we'll get into that too. But um, the painting and decorating of Easter eggs can actually be dated back to the 13th century from early Christians of Mesopotamia. It's a long time ago. I know. I was actually shocked. And like, how would they, are you going to tell me how they would dye the eggs back then? I actually, that's a good question. I didn't get into it. I'm assuming it's like how they did cave paintings and stuff with like mm. berries. And yeah. Just what they had available. Yeah. To like make dyes. And so this would be the 1200s, right? I feel like they probably died close back then. We, like, you know what yeah, I mean? Probably. Fabrics. I'm not sure. But, um, so like eating eggs is obviously prohibited dur- by the church during like the Holy Week. Or I said, obviously, I didn't know this. Yeah, I, I'm like, so I dumb because I don't know. Eating eggs is prohibited by the church <laughs> during Holy Week, which is like the week of Easter. Okay. Um, But ugh, chickens don't stop laying eggs. No. Yeah, they realize that. So the people identified those eggs that were laid during Holy Week as Holy Week eggs. Okay. And that led to the decorations of eggs during the week. To do something with them. Yeah, because they weren't eating them. Gotcha. Um, I think it's funny because, like, most of us were decorating eggs that were probably laid weeks or months ago. Mm-hmm. Not, like, at our own farm either. Right. So that obviously has changed. And I assume they didn't hard-boil them either. Um, so. No, I did see that, like, later on, a couple hundred years later, I saw the date that they used hard-boiled eggs, which I don't know about now, like, during this early stage. Right. Um, so the symbol for resurrection actually became the egg due to the Holy Week eggs, which it symbolized new life emerging from the eggshell, which can be, yeah. you know. I think I did hear about that, that that's, well, eggs, a symbol for life, so... That was kind of why they used Yeah, them. and I I never knew that. I just thought, like, eggs, bunnies, whatever. I never knew why <laughs> eggs were a thing. You just, like, know that. I just, yeah. You see an egg. Like, that's a decoration for right. Easter. Mm-hmm. Um, and eggs that are painted red come from the Orthodox tradition. So, like, the original kind of tradition of it was dyeing them all red. And sometimes you'd see the cross, but really... Um, the red symbolized the blood Jesus shed on the cross. Yeah, and that's going to come up in mind when I go through some different traditions. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. And um, they also said that Christian missionaries would apparently represent represent different aspects of the Easter story by dyeing the eggs different colors. So like yellow oh, would okay. be resurrection. That's why there's those beads when you go to the fair. You know, in the Jesus tents, and they give you the bracelets with different yeah. colored beads. That's what that's for, too, right? Oh, maybe. I don't know. Sounds good. Because I think they tell the story through, like, the colored beads. You're telling it's me a story right now because I have not heard that. I Well, I mean, I think from what sense. I remember, I feel like that's what they did. No, it makes sense. Because, are they, like, yellow, blue, and red? I think there's multiple colors. Yeah, so it said yellow would, um, like, represent resurrection, blue represented love and red was the blood of christ oh you said red twice i think you meant did you mean yellow resurrection yes i'm sorry (laughs) 
And then, so yellow, resurrection, blue, love, red, blood. Blue is love. Yeah, I thought that was. I guess it makes. I think red is love, though, usually, but that makes sense. You have to use it for blood. Yeah, but they could switch it because blue, blood, like true. Blood is blue. Yeah. Ish, purple ish. Mm -hmm. Um, And then over time, missionaries painted biblical scenes on the eggs and they hid them. So that actually was one of the earliest forms of the Easter egg hunt. That's cool. Yeah. Which one of my questions was, you know, where did Easter egg hunts come from? And when I first uh, like looked this up, it didn't go back to that setting, like them putting the scenes on. But then once I found that bit of information from coloring the eggs, obviously led me to a deeper research. So, but like at that time, Easter egg hunting was deeper than finding the plastic filled eggs that we have now, maybe with candy or alcohol, (laughs) part of your family, or if you're looking money, um, the children that found the Easter eggs with the biblical scenes on it would have to then tell the story associated with the paintings. So that would help them teach, would help to teach them the significance of Easter. That's smart. I so that's out, actually though. where the hunting like came from. Yeah. Can you imagine though? Like that's why you're hunting the eggs is so you can have a pop quiz at the end. <laughs> yeah, but like back then it was an activity, so it was probably yeah. really exciting. Probably. Um, which I'm just like imagining like painting all those scenes. But I wonder if they were good or if they were I just, tried like, to find pictures. Things. I did find like a picture that has paintings on the egg, mm-hmm. but it definitely is not from right like the like Mesopotamia. Mm-hmm. Um, so more modernly, the earliest Easter egg hunt resembling the Easter egg um, hunts that we know of today can actually be traced back to Martin Luther King. So mm-hmm. because he was the key leader in the Protestant Reformation, mm-hmm. they created this activity during easter where men would hide eggs for women and children to find and i thought this was funny but the women and children found so much joy in it they said that it mirrored the joy the women felt when they found jesus's tomb empty and realized he had risen oh i don't think that's probably (laughs) the same comparison but that is what they said was kind of like the significance of the easter egg hunts the joy that they found um, so because what kid wants to find a real egg anymore, the Protestants had to spice it up, shall we say, or sweeten it up, um, for the children to experience that joy. And now children hunt for Easter eggs that are filled with special goodies inside. Hmm. Um, have you ever heard of an Easter egg rule? I, only because of recently this, looking into this. Same. I was like, what the shit is this? And they even do it at the White House. I'm like, how do I not know about this? I know. Same. Because I, I mean, I guess we don't do it around here. Maybe that's why. Well, the White House thing came up when I was looking for Easter egg hunts. And I yeah. was like, wait, what? What is a rule? Like, is that just what a hunt used to be called? It's literally wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, but they are actually a very popular tradition. <laughs> And different nations have different variations of the game. So, like, it didn't start in the United States. Um, it, I think it's mainly traced back to, like, England, mm-hmm. somewhere in Europe. But it's usually played with a hard-boiled egg or decorated eggs. And then 
Um, most notably, the tradition can be traced to the United Kingdom going back hundreds of years. So that's where I found the hard-boiled part. So they get hard-boiled eggs hundreds of years ago, but I'm not sure about like in the 13th century. Right. Probably not. Maybe to like Maybe. take them with you on trips and stuff. Perhaps. Could be. I don't know. But at that Let time. Let us know if anybody knows when they started hard-boiling eggs. Please tell me. I feel like. I mean, we could easily look it up, but I just don't You know, I was kind of having a similar conversation about how sushi started, but it was for, like, the travelers to just, like, pack everything Mm -hmm. up in one and just, like... So I feel like an egg, like, you get your protein and stuff. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, But at that time, like, 100 years ago, the egg rolls... (laughs) It sounds like like an egg roll. Like a dessert or, like, a... No, I just it sounds like I'm a dessert. Sorry. It sounds like Susie Wong egg rolls. It does dude. sound like that, but I, in my head, because I guess because I'm thinking of Easter, I just feel like it's some kind of dessert. <laughs> I know egg rolls actually. I think. I'm, I, I'm thinking of like bread or something deep fried. That anything that's not sweet. <laughs> but it was known as pace egging. What? <laughs> yeah, that's what they called it. So the old English term pash pesh was taken from the Hebrew Pesach. I'm probably getting this wrong, but I'm sorry. Meaning Passover. Okay. Um. So I guess like that all went into it. Hmm. So then they did paste egging. And there's a lot of annual rolling competitions as well as traditions over in the United Kingdom. Lancashire actually has one annually every year at Holcomb Hill near Rambottom and Avonham Park in Preston. Okay. So if you want to look that up, you can. <laughs> they also have one at Castle Moat Castle Mo at Penrith, Bunkers Hill in Derby, Arthur's Seat in Edinburgh, and Penshaw Hill in Tyne. And then where at Penshaw Monument. So, like, I do have, like, some pictures of this. There are so many. Should I get one to your document? If you want to see up. them. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And these are mainly at the... Um, Penrith and the Lancashire fields. So what it is, the goal, as you look at this, I'll tell you, but the goal is to see who can roll their egg the farthest. Right. Um, An old legend from Lancashire. I'm sorry if I am saying this wrong. Lancashire. That's, that says, um, the legend says that the broken shells should be crushed carefully after the roll is over or they would be stolen and used as boats by what? witches oh what? Like, what like witches make boats out of eggshells what come again how i don't know are the witches tiny tiny little things i mean how many eggs? eggs would you have to steal my goodness i love legends and then scotland also has um like the tradition of pace egging and that will they'll do like a whole day event throughout all of scotland like in different locations from shetland to the borders I don't know, geographers, so same. whatever. Maybe that means something. And then this is just, like, my last little bit on the egg rolls. But First Lady Lucy Hayes, which was the wife to President Rutherford uh, B. Hayes, is actually credited with sponsoring the first annual Easter egg roll, which still goes on today. That's I didn't even so boring. Why did I not know about this? But... This event was where children and their parents received an invitation to roll their eggs on the White House lawn on the Monday following Easter in 1878. 
Um, but due to concerns of the <laughs> lawn being like torn up and stuff or like ruined, Jeez. they moved the vent to the grounds of the U.S. Capitol building. Wow. And like I have a picture of uh, Lady Lucy there, but also pictures of the White House egg roll. I just feel like, well, like so they're back at the White House doing it now. Oh, see, that's what I was because the White House is behind them. And well, this is this first picture is actually the very first one. Well, no, it couldn't have been because it was eighteen something. Yeah, and that's what came up when I looked at it. But oh. but the other ones, I'm not really sure. Well, either way, honestly, that sounds like the worst time. That does not sound fun. To yeah, just Easter roll an egg hunts across the sound ground. way better. Or scavenger hunts. Yeah, I don't know. That just this just sounds weird. And I love how Boy. they do it. Like it's flat surface at the White House or like on the grounds, whatever. But the other ones are known for like going downhill. I was gonna say I didn't look into it, but I thought that it was like supposed to be a race down a hill. Like wasn't that? Yeah, because if you look at the ones from um like Europe, the United Kingdom and stuff. They don't have those sticks. They don't have, like, right. it's kids just chasing it their eggs down a hill. And I think helping it, like, they're picking up mm-hmm. and rolling it again. Yeah, I don't know. I thought that, so was... that was just funny. <laughs> I love how traditions start. Um, but, yeah, I'll take a, a pause on my stuff. Oh. Do you want to talk about the Easter Bunny? Oh. How would I forget about the Easter Bunny? How do you feel about, like, the Easter Bunny? Like, did you have to go, like, see someone dressed as an Easter Bunny as a child? Sit on the yeah, ground? I don't love that or the no. Santa thing. Um, Me either. And I thought I'd put that on the outside. But I get... I'm going to mute mine, too. Um, no, they're, like, creepy. They are creepy. And I, now I just kind of don't like anyone dressed in costume, like a full body costume, like a rabbit, like an Easter Bunny. It just kind of creeps me out. So, you know, I'm not, like, into the furry scene at all. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> You're not a furry. If I can't see someone's, like, face, it's kind of, and they're in a big costume, I, like, I don't know, it scares me. Yeah, I always just think of, like, the mascots and stuff and how gross it is. Oh, it's so sweaty. Because, like, they get sweaty on top of the years of other people. Mm-hmm. I guess the mascots don't bother me as much as the holiday figures do. Because Halloween doesn't bother me either, so that's weird. And I also feel like like no not many people want to be that like figure in the costume. So mm-hmm. the people who are like sometimes I don't know, maybe it's in movies and stuff, but they're like not the best people no. to be in the costumes. I can't think of one movie where someone who was dressing up as a Even if it was like my dad though, I'd be like, What the fuck? Yeah, I can't think of like seeing it anywhere that's like like in a movie, when it's always if it's ever a good person, it's mm-hmm. always someone bad or creepy. Or... Oh, I, I asked my niece. Them. I was like, "Did the, the oldest one?" I was like, "Did the Easter Bunny come?" And <laughs> the Easter Bunny is not real. Aww. Stop. And I was just like, "Okay, well, you can go along with it for your little sister." She goes, "I saw all the gifts <laughs> in Mom's car. I know who the Easter Bunny How is. She? She's nine. She's so funny <laughs> and she's so full of it all the time." Which is, like, around that age. I feel like mm-hmm. that was around that age when I, like, started realizing that Santa's handwriting was exactly the same, but trying to be different yeah. than my mom's. I know I was young, too. I don't remember when. I think it was, like, second grade. Yeah. 
But so honestly, I thought this was interesting because I had no idea where the Easter Bunny came from. Me either. I thought it was just like because it's spring and you normally see yeah. a lot of bunnies like hopping around. But it never made sense to me the two together, the bunnies and the eggs. Yeah. The bunnies leaving the eggs and I don't know. Yeah, because they don't like it. Doesn't make sense because they don't lay eggs. It still doesn't really make sense, but I'll tell you a little bit of what I found out. Okay. So the origins of the mythical Easter Bunny are actually unclear. Um, I saw that too. There's but, like various theories as yes. to where they come from. But the known prolific procreators, aka rabbits, mm-hmm. um, are an ancient symbol of fertility and new life. So they think that's one part of it because with Easter and everything, it's, you know, new life, Mm -hmm. resurrection, fertility, blah, blah, blah. So rabbits are obviously the great, like a great ambassador for Easter. Um, But legend has it that a poor woman living in Germany decorated eggs for her children to find in the garden. And once the hidden eggs were found, the children would see a large hare hopping away. Okay. So that's like... The closest thing and like the most common that I found for mm-hmm. the legend of it. But the egg laying hair, which is called an Osterhase or an Osterhaus. Oh, I did see that um, too. Yeah, Osterhaus. Yeah, it was like transported to America in the mm-hmm. 1700s by German immigrants who settled in Pennsylvania. And by transported, so I don't funny. I don't think they actually like transported the rabbits. Just, oh, like, right. the traditions. Yeah. No, I think so. It's true, too. It's just so funny to me that they settled in Pennsylvania. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, anything with Germans is normally... I know. It's just, PA. like... PA. But I was just like, here we are back in PA. I know. I just... I don't know. It's funny. Damn straight represent <laughs> the Amish and the Germans. Um, so, tradition- traditionally, the German immigrant children would, like, make a nest for the creature to lay its colored eggs. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, over time, like most traditions, the customs spread across the country. Um, but like the rabbit silveries expanded to include chocolate, candy, gifts, and then the nests were replaced with baskets. So that's like how that whole transition went. Mm-hmm. So the nests are kind of where the baskets come from. And then the like folklore of the bunny laying eggs is mm-hmm. also where like you find the eggs. So there's like different. Yeah connecting points for all of this and i'm sure it's probably just how things came up because like a set culture will be like okay like we'll do this and Mm -hmm. then it grows from there um and also you know like santa claus kids are always worried about fatigue of going around to all the other people's places yeah so like setting out cookies is a custom for santa claus i guess kids (laughs) set out carrots that makes sense which I always set out carrots for, like, the reindeer and stuff. I don't think I ever did it for the bunny. I don't recall ever setting anything out for an Easter bunny. Yeah, I don't think I did. Ours? I can't remember. Hmm. But, yeah, that's pretty much all I found with the Easter egg or the Easter bunny. Yeah. That's pretty much most of what I came across, too, was just that, like, German tradition and then it came over here. What I understand is, like, if it came, they say it came from, like, a poor woman. Like, how did that catch on? Did, like, See, other people? But, yeah, I don't know. That's... And it's just so weird because I never looked into the history of where the East Bunny came from mm-hmm. or the eggs. But I always assumed that it had something to do with the Bible. 
Yeah, but so when because I was because I didn't go to looking, church, and I don't know what's in the Bible. <laughs> that's fair, and but like even with me doing, it, I couldn't remember, and I looked that up, and it says that there's like a no. No, I read reference that too, and I was of, like, really? Yeah, I guess I never. I just assumed it came from something church related, the tradition, mm-hmm. and that's just all it was. I didn't realize it was from Germany and was moved here. Right. Well, and I thought it was like maybe the season, but the season isn't the same where we are to like other people who celebrate right globally mm-hmm. for Easter. So yeah, it was it was apparently Germany. Yeah, we already learned a lot. I, I did. Yeah. Like, I've never really questioned it's just been like a holiday. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it's time for your family to get together. It's time for these traditions just like everything else. And I mean growing up there was like the religious aspect on it, but it's never really been like that for my family that much like we're not putting scriptures on our eggs no us either probably putting profanity on them if anything (laughs) yeah i was gonna (laughs) say probably putting like a dick (laughs) (laughs) yeah shout out to dylan because he puts penises on everything so you know who you are (laughs) (coughs) sorry (laughs) all right so it's fitting that we just talked about the Easter Bunny because I actually created a tiny, teeny, tiny, tiny, tiny little Easter game for you. I don't like games unless I can win. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you're the only one playing, so you can't lose. Okay. <laughs> um, so it's going to be more of like a guessing game. And the game itself I named Who Killed the Easter Bunny? Okay. okay. So I'm going to give you, I'm just going to like list off a few different country names and country names, countries names, and um, country roads. No, we're not not that direction. Um, from that list, I want you to kind of pick who you think before I tell you about their own traditions. Who killed the Easter Bunny? Okay, wait. So you, I have a list each of tradition. You have a list of countries' names, mm-hmm. and, and I'm read them off to you. Okay, you'll and then you're to also going to say their traditions. Not yet. I'm going to let you pick from that who you think it could be. And then I'm going to read the traditions. Okay. So really I have no other context except for the list of names. And I have to just, mm-hmm. what if people are like, dude, you're don't fucking target my country. It's fine. It's the Germans. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. I only have, there's like one, two, three. There's or seven Americans. Okay. Are you done? Yep. Okay. America's actually not on the list. America. Cause we already know our traditions. So I picked other countries. Okay. Okay. So there's seven of them. And if you need me to read them off again, I will read them off again. And I'll even give you, like, you can pick two. Pick, like, your number one answer. And then pick a backup answer that you think it could be. Okay. Right? You're trying to throw me off because I already guessed it. I doubt you guessed it yet. You haven't heard anything. Okay. Number one, Poland. Okay. Which, shout out to Poland because we see that you're listening to us and that's really cool. Number two. (laughs) Don't talk when I'm talking. Okay, Poland, one. Number two, Greece. Two, Greece. Are there even rabbits in Greece? I'm not giving you anything. Okay. Three, Hungary. Hungary. There's definitely rabbits in Hungary. Okay, four, Finland. Yeah, okay. Five, New Zealand. Okay. Six, now these kind of go together just because they both have the same tradition so I include them both 
but it's one answer. It's Czech Republic and Slovakia. Okay. So that's one. Finland was before that. New Hungary, Zealand. New, New Zealand, Zealand, Finland, Hungary, Poland, Greece. I think so. Okay. I can read them again. Last one. France. France. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And what am I, who killed the Easter bunny or who kills the bunny? Uh, same thing. Like on Easter. This Maybe. is the tradition. Yeah. Okay. So we have Poland was the first I'll one. I'll read them again. I want to see if I Okay, I just gotta process this. Poland. I don't even know what they're. Okay, Poland's first, Greece is second. Mm -hmm. I just feel like they're not. They're more like fishermen than like hunters, I would assume. It's probably gonna be fucking Greece. (laughs) Um, Third one was Finland. Third one was Hungary. Hungary. I can definitely see that because they're hungry. Good one. <laughs> um, then it was Finland. Then it was Finland. Well, what do they really have to do? They have to, to eat. Everyone's got to eat. And then it was New Zealand. Yep. They have better, bigger things to hunt, I feel like. <laughs> okay, they and then it was things. the Czech Republic and Slovakia. Mm-hmm. Definitely could see that. Okay, and then next was... France. France. I was just saying it because you saw that viral video, right? Of like the, was it Miss Universe or something? France. <laughs> I <Yeah>. love that. <laughs> so aggressive. That's why I made that, that one me. last on my list. <laughs> Do you think part of it like got cut off or something? Or like mm. someone like fast forward, she just got like really, <laughs> that would be me. Put a mic to me. I'm like, <gasps> <laughs> I think it was her. Okay. Um, so anyway. my first one, oh, this is actually really hard. Good. Ten. Nine. Uh, because eight. there's two. I don't think that. Okay, let's do. Do you just want to Finland one? Okay. And then the Czech and Slovakia two. Okay. I'm going to mark that just so I don't forget. Okay. I'm so wrong. I already know it. It's probably fucking Greece and France. 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 There's only one. <laughs> I gave you two because you get like a backup to save yeah. yourself. Yeah. And I'm saying I probably didn't get either. Do you want to pick a third to feel better? Are you telling me that I need to? I'm not telling you anything. Okay. Keep going then. All right. Okay. So I'm going to get into some of the traditions. First one on my list, Greece. What about Poland? I didn't do it in the same order. Because they're on it. List. No. Just shut up. Let me do my thing. Okay. So in Greece, they dye their eggs red. Okay. So that was kind of like what you talked about in the Which, origins of what makes sense to with the location mm-hmm. and that again, geography I can do symbolizes blood of Christ. Yeah. And life and they're beautiful. They're very religious. Yeah. Well, every all like textiles, colors, everything in Greece is just so pretty. Yeah. The red eggs just kind of hit you differently. I wonder That's if those cool. are the red eggs that I found. It could be. Okay. Any other tradition? That's all I put down. Okay. I did very, so they very... Don't, Greece does not kill the rabbits. Not I told that you that they I were fishermen. For Easter, at least. Okay. Um, if they have rabbits, I don't um, <laughs> I only briefly, like, grazed their That's traditions for no. these countries, just because I wanted to make it fast. Uh, Duh. 
is France. Wait, they do not kill bunnies. What did you say? Duh? Duh? Um, okay. All right. Cool. Uno, dos, tres. <laughs> Duh. Duh. <laughs> okay. France is next. They do the world's biggest omelet. Are you surprised? I thought they did like crepes. They do. They do crepes, but for Easter they do. They should probably do crepes for Easter too. They probably do crepes all the time. They're like so they do the world's else. biggest omelet for Easter. Yeah. So like every family tries to like top it, or there's just like no, a big it's like festival. The town. Yeah. So and there's towns a town compete, in, or just the one. No, I don't think it's that cool. Oh. I think there's like a couple towns that do it. Uh-huh. That's all their own thing. Um, but it's residents of, I don't know if it's Ho, France. <laughs> Sounds about right with their language. <laughs> I don't know. Could be. Ho. Um, but residents of this town crack more than 15,000 eggs for an omelet that they cook in a giant pan in town, center of town. 15,000. So I wonder if there's like... a shortage. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> That's, That's so many. So I how think big is the omelet. Like, how do you wait? How do you on what? What do they cook? They have a giant pan, but they like cook. One, a big fire. Yeah, I think so. I assume so. How do you fuck this bitch? I don't. Or, I, d- I, I think it's more of a mess like than an omelet. Like, I don't think it's actually flipped. I think they kind of make fifteen thousand eggs that people can go and get a spoon from. Yeah, is that what they do? They, they all bring their own eggs. Like everyone brings an egg mm-hmm. or a couple eggs, and they crack it themselves in the pan. Yeah. And they just start cooking it and they put some other things in there, I think. And it's just like a big scramble. I don't know that I'd call it an omelet because it, but then not really. They eat it, right? Like, do they all share? They do. It can feed up to a thousand people and they'll have it for like lunch that day. I don't know which day, if this is Saturday or Sunday, but they'll do it for lunch and then dinner and then breakfast the next day. They have that much. It's funny because they do it, not funny, but they do it before Easter and you're supposed to. From we learn, not eat eggs. Oh, right. Because I assume, I think this was either Friday or Saturday that they do this. So, do they put other things in the omelet? Did you already say that? Yeah, I saw pictures. I think it... Like tomatoes and things like that? Yeah, or yeah maybe. But yeah. that's kind of cool. So, um, Crete, like the island one in Greece, mm-hmm. it actually has a, like rapid reproduction of rabbits so it's at they actually have it's like the favorite game animal in the greek islands so they do hunt it well so i'm glad i was wrong though. like i was glad i was right that they weren't it yeah but i was so wrong because there are rabbits there when isn't that all right i'm hearing things i guess could be the cats i think white came down oh I was wondering why you were like, like, what are they doing? (laughs) I thought it was the cats getting into something. So the door's closed and you know how cats are with closed doors. They want to be in there. (laughs) Yeah. So, all right. Uh, Number three, Poland. Yay. They have a tradition called, I didn't even look up how to say this, but Smigus Dingus, (laughs) (laughs) AKA Wet Monday where people gather to try and drench each other with buckets of water, squirt guns, or anything else that works. That's an odd tradition. Yeah, I don't think I'd like that. <laughs> I feel like that. According to legend, the girls who got soaked on this wet Monday <laughs> oh God, will marry within the year. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. 
Sure. Because, like, guys are like, <laughs> ooh, I want that sexy lady. Yeah. It's weird. All right, moving on. Number four, Hungary. Okay. So is this your top guess or not? Oh, did I say pick? Hungary in the Czech? Oh, no, you Finland. You Finland and then the Czech. Never mind. Okay. Slovakia. Hungary. Oh, my gosh. Because you, so, you would have been wrong. So Hungary, they have a tradition called sprinkling or ducking day. Is this also wedding people? Yeah, dude. I don't know what it is with people. Well, it's warm over there at this time. They Right? I have no idea. Is this there some? Good question. Good question. Anything. Um, but... Typically, boys will spray perfume or perfumed water on girls with their permission. And no, sometimes... They the same summer as us. I'm sorry. Oh, do they? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but I mean, it could be warmer than where we are. I mean, it was pretty nice this year, but not enough for water. No, a lot of times with Easter, like, sometimes it'll snow. Sometimes it's really cold. Mm-hmm. I think, like, two... Not last Easter, but the Easter before was like 30 degrees. Yeah, so that's like funny. Well, to them, it's probably like nothing. Yeah. But I, I can't imagine getting okay, so sprayed with... It's like the same... Con- Wait, you said so they duck? Would, they call it sprinkling or ducking Monday. Not dunk, but duck. Yeah. Like quack. Like fuck, but with duck. <laughs> or quack. <laughs> uh... Anyway, the boys will spray perfume or perfumed water on girls with their permission. And then sometimes they even ask them for a kiss. Okay, can you imagine the smells? Like, I would get a headache. And what the fuck? Don't ask to kiss me, little perv. Yeah, like, are you, you're just getting sprayed with their wanted fair, like, what they want you to smell like? I guess and so. And like, come here. That's disgusting. Okay. These are Easter traditions. Yeah. For children. Wait, 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 I've for children. This is for children. I mean, maybe older people do it too. I don't know. What the hell? They believe that the water was healing, cleansing, and fertility inducing. <laughs> What's with the perfume? I don't know. Maybe, maybe just so it eye. smells. Maybe nice. that's why it's ducking, because you don't want to get in your eye. <laughs> I don't know where the or, ducking part is. I wonder comes if from. if you duck, you're rejecting them. If you allow uh, it. That would make sense. I don't know. That's weird. Okay. All right. So they don't kill rabbits. They just kill dreams. Next. That wasn't funny, but. <laughs> All right. Next. Salem even said, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Uh, next, we have Finland. Fuck. Yeah. It's funny that we went in here. Children dress up as witches and they wander the streets with broomsticks to hunt down treats. Checks out. Isn't that cool? Seems like a Finland thing. Um, Wait, they they dress as witches and they do they just kind of throughout trees. the town. Is that what you said? No, treats. Treats. So it's like Halloween. Yeah. For Easter. I that'd be cool. What's with the witches and um, all this? I don't know. It Which is like odd a for Easter ago. tradition, too. Well, I guess... So, it comes from a belief that, like, witches would fly to Germany and, like, communicate with Satan. Hmm. And, like, the townspeople would set bonfires to keep them away. But I still don't know why they dress as the witches then. But, you know, I just briefly touched on no, it. No, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, I'm still learning. Okay. <laughs> All right. Next... Czech Republic and Slovakia. Oh, <laughs> so wait, that's so funny the order that you picked these. 
That leaves. Uh, let me go over their tradition first. New Zealand. <laughs> yes. Oh, sorry. So Czech Republic and Slovakia have something called whip cracking, where you'll love Checks this. out. You'll love this. <laughs> Boys and men roam the streets with decorated willow sti- willow switches. Oh, ouch. Yeah. Um, sometimes they decorate them like with ribbons and they go around looking for females to lightly whip. I've heard, I think I've heard this before. Which is meant to encourage good health and beauty. It's like ringing a bell. Yeah. I think it's That's pretty true. controversial now, yeah. but they're still doing it because some still believe in it. Some don't. What the heck? I know. Can you imagine if we did that here? And the thing is, is like, it's been a tradition it's like a custom that mm-hmm. you know they probably don't really think much of it no and this is kids as well or just anyone boys and men boys and men yeah hmm. ow i know because i'm sure you got some assholes that are not just lightly hitting you with it no i mean especially if you have children they're gonna be smacking think each about other. like how boys were mm-hmm. i mean yeah, no. yeah. but like at Adolescent age. Yeah, no, thank you. I don't want to participate. I'd stay in my house. All right, I'm okay with our Easter egg hunts. Yeah, me too. And the winner is New Zealand, which you got wrong. So I did. They have something called the Great Easter Bunny Hunt, where more than 500 hunters set out to kill bunnies to rid the farmlands of farmlands farmlands of invasive pests. I should have fucking said this because i just watched this youtube video about how majority of um new zealand isn't like um utilized for like civilization mm-hmm. in a sense i'm blanking on the word that i need to use but it's like only the one island and then part of like the south island and they because of like the terrain and environment and stuff they have to heavily utilize like livestock and things like that and they were just talking about how like to keep predators out and hunting's like a big tradition in certain times of the year so i should have like used that for context clues well it's okay i bet you their rabbits get big maybe they kill over like ten thousand every year wow that's so many and this is just during this time or like on easter's the like that's the day i'm sure they that, hunt all year the season starts but I don't know that. I know it's just like a thing that they do. They have a great Easter bunny hunt. And then do they have like a massive feast? I don't know. Probably. I would think that's a waste if you don't. Well, especially where they are, it's so hard for them to get like imported stuff. Mm -hmm. So they probably do use it for like the hides and everything. And the reason that they really do is because it's not, it's an introduced species. Like they're not originally from there. Which makes sense. Yeah. And, of course, you know how much or how quickly they procreate. So there's just so many. And it just kind of, because they're there, fucks up the biodiversity in the areas. Mm-hmm. So that's why they have to take them out. So it's not like they're just doing it for fun. Doing when they really they have, because of, like, their limited crop space and fields and stuff, like, they have to protect those yeah. places. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just makes me sad, though. At the same time, so they're just sweet, cute bunnies. They're not hurting anybody, you know. It's not they, like they're... They reproduce so much. Yeah, but they're not, you know, they're not violent creatures. And yeah, but not. for they can actually, like, defend the reasoning. Because yeah. it's actually, like, affecting mm-hmm. their life. Yeah. I get it. I do. But, you know, it still makes me sad. Because they're not killer bunnies, you know. They're not, like, 
in Monty Python. That's fair, but I do not feel the same sadness. <laughs> we're like that instance. Like, even with hunt, like I, we're obviously like accustomed to people hunting and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I still, like if you're doing it to for your land, for food and everything, I can respect that and I can get behind you. What if we just take all the If you're doing it just for a game, like just for a sport, yeah. don't agree with that. But we could just take all the bunnies, put them on an island, Easter Bunny Island. Are you yeah. gonna fix them and everything so that they're you're not? Well, the, it'll they'll work it out on their own. No, it's just an island. They'll probably, they'll, they'll just... probably get so many diseases and stuff, and then but they're on their own island. Yeah, but they're reproducing so much in like the genes and everything. And I don't know. I just don't think that's a good idea. Just fucking kill them. Fine. Clearly, it's not a problem because one, they're not even supposed to be in New Zealand, so we created that problem. And two, we just looked up like Greece. We didn't think it would be in Greece, but yeah. Look out your window. I guarantee there's like five bunnies right there. Have one for have a rabbit stew. <laughs> I do hear they taste like chicken. I don't. I've never had rabbit. I don't. I think I had one once, but it was a long time ago. They had like some kind of stuff. Unless like that was chicken. duck. Duck. I was like craving duck breast the other day, and I mean only had it once in my life and it was like a bite like a sample at one of the restaurants that's so I worked at for like yeah I know I was like why am I craving this <laughs> I don't even know what it looks like <laughs> my mouth is water <laughs> gross but I have heard duck's pretty good yeah also squirrel I've never had squirrel have you had like gator like alligator mm-hmm. mm. shit's good is it Mm-hmm. I've had it a couple of different ways, but and it's, it's just good. its own thing. It doesn't taste like anything. Else. I don't think a lot of people will like compare it, especially if it's like deep fried, but compared to chicken. But I think it's like the texture and stuff, the way it like comes off. Mm-hmm. I think it can be compared to chicken, but I think it just has its own taste. Mm. It's just no one knows what to compare it to. So they yeah. just say chicken. I'll have to try that. And most of the time, like it, it's not that dry. Like it's a juicier. Interesting. Poor gators, though. No, that's also an issue. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I what if we just take all the gators and we put them on an island? Swamp people? <laughs> you, you've watched it or heard of it? No. So, you've never heard of swamp people? Oh my god. Is it, are you, is it a show specifically? Yeah. No, I don't think so. I don't know if it was on like Nat Geo or what, but growing up it was my favorite show. I used to want to go down to Louisiana in the bayou and work for Troy and be a gator hunter. Wow. There's only, there's a quarter size kill shot. That, like, you have to hit right in between the eyes here. Or they don't die. Or they don't. Well, a lot of times because of their, like, skin, scales, whatever, mm-hmm. it'll rick, the bullet will ricochet off. Oh. So it won't even, like, puncture it. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. I mean, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was real into it. Shoot him, Elizabeth, shoot him. You gotta watch it, dude. I hope this someone, makes me think of one day I hope someone just comments on this and be like same girl <laughs> yeah. also loved Willie alright anyways are we moving on okay so do you have anything else so that was the end of the game you lost boohoo that was fun Zealand was the one so it was educational and fun good that's what I'm all about um what did you have any I have a little bit of a crime to get into oh let me lead you into that okay if you don't mind sure and then I'll be all ears for your crime. Okay. Okay. So like I said, the last thing I looked into was like the coolest tradition that I found. Mm-hmm. And it's actually in Norway. Norwegians are obsessed with crime stories. That is They cool. call it like Bloody Easter over Ooh. there. Um, 
So they clearly do Easter just a little bit differently than all of us, except us, because we probably like would work one on crime story mm-hmm. at this True. point. But um, so in Norway during Easter, reading crime stories is like as normal as eating chocolate or going for them, like going skiing, because I guess this is mm-hmm. like prime time for them um, to go skiing. But the tradition is pretty much a mystery to everyone except Norwegians. Uh, but as long as they get it, I guess, like, who cares? They do have a thing called Nordic Noir. I, it's N-O-I-R, so I'm assuming oh, it's, like, Pinot Noir. Mm-hmm. I just, like, said it weird when I said it, but anyways. So that's, like, the genre of dark crime stories mm-hmm. with bleak Scandinavian settings. Has a massive, like, global following, but the obsession with it at Easter is, like, solely a Norwegian that's thing. so cool. It's like the opposite of what Easter is about. I know. I love it. Um, So I guess their like tradition of reading and watching stories about crime is called Puske Krems. Hmm. Puske Krems. I even tried to do a pronunciation, but Piaske. Puske. I'm doing good. Keep going. Um, But anyway, so like that is what they name it for like it going over the Easter period. And it can be dated back, and it says it's a mystery, but they think it comes from 1923. So not that old, years ago. but 100 years ago. Yeah. But, like, not as old as the 13th century. Right. But I still think it's – because, like, the story I'm about to tell you is what they think created this tradition. How would they not know if it wasn't that long ago where it came from? Like, it makes sense not – Because it just became, like, a tradition all around because of – Okay, so in 1923, <laughs> two young and broke, relatable, <laughs> Norwegian authors, Nordahl Grigg and Nils Lie, killing it, sorry, uh, I'm pronouncing them as like I'm sounding it out like mm-hmm. English, Which is not but how it works it's in France. N- not France, Norway. 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 <laughs> it's like completely opposite. Um, but they came up with this idea to write a best-selling crime novel. Yeah. And they got the, like, the publishing house Gildendal on board. So once they got that, you know, they got funding and everything. The two authors launched a major advertising campaign the Sunday before Easter. And Mm -hmm. they ended up getting a top spot on the front page of the Norwegian newspaper, Oftenposten. And I'm not even going to try to pronounce the actual like, title okay. of the book in Norwegian. I'm going to say what it translates to. Sounds good. So it's Bergen Train Looted in the Night. And like that title in the spotlight of the newspaper got people's attention right away. Like hmm. heads were turning because the ad was incredibly believable. Most people actually believed that the train had been robbed. That's so cool. everybody, like the novel got massive attention and became a huge success because everybody like wanted this book. They wanted to know mm-hmm. what, how the train got robbed. That's smart. Um, and the information manager at Gildendal says, I'm sorry again about my pronunciations, but um, many consider this novel to be the first Easter crime and the very origin of the tradition. So the publishing house is trying to take credit for it, but mm-hmm. I'm wondering, like, what made them want to release this right before Easter? Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if something before that came about. Right. Um, and I did, like, include a picture of the book and the newspaper article 
unless you can read Norwegian. Um, head luck, but it's cool to look at. So the novel itself acquaints you with two young students who ski from cabin to cabin during Easter, and then there's, like, crime within that. But the reason the tradition, like, has taken roots, some believe, is from the fact that Nor- in Norway, Easter is very closely closely associated with Norwegian, like, with the Norwegian cabin, which is a height, height. <laughs> um, so people head for the cabin in the snowy mountains or near the seas during Easter more than any other holiday in Norway um, because they have like a significant amount of days off. So reading an Easter crime goes hand in hand with, you know, the amazing skiing conditions and eating quigglunge, which is Kit Kats or oranges in the winter sun. And again, I'm sorry about. I like was trying to read my pronunciation. Some people said it sounds like quick lunch, oh. but it's spelled K V I K K L U N S J. Quick yeah. lunch. Yeah, I don't know. Like, quick lunch. Lunch. Quick yeah. lunch. So oh. overall, very few other countries have as many days off during Easter as Norway. So they say that the length of their holiday means that they actually have time to read. That's awesome. Because this has been over 100 years. Um, books are like the tradition's core, but the phenomenon has spread to other forms of entertainment. So you have like crime shows, films um, that are from Scandinavia and beyond. And then I guess like the most popular are actually British like crime oh, shows. Interesting. So you'll see those like spike up. And also before this period of the, what did I say, Pusket crames or whatever, <laughs> uh, bookstores, you'll see, they'll start clearing out shelves to put up, like, Scandinavian hmm. crime books. That's all. I can't imagine having a whole weekend to be able to just binge everything crime. It's not even a weekend. They have, like, nine or ten days. Well, off? Mm-hmm. Oh. It's, like, the longest holiday for them. Holy so God. that's why they'll go that's to long. the cabin. You go yeah, skiing, you sit by the fire, you that's read just, books, you watch, you know, a bunch of they crime. They have to have the longest in everywhere, right? It said very few countries have as many days off. We don't have, like, any. You get Good Friday. Not everybody, though. Right. But, I mean, I'm sure in places like this, it's, like, everyone closes down. Yeah. If they can. Yeah, like, restaurants and bars mm-hmm. are probably. Because I think we're, like, one of the only few that some of us will get Friday off. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Well, it's only if you go off of banking like, yeah, holidays. Like, most people in other countries at least have Friday and Monday. I know. That's, I always, like, forget that they don't use Monday as, like, a in recognition. Because they I do know. it for, like, every other holiday. I guess they just think because you're getting good Friday. I can't – I don't – people who actually celebrate it for those reasons, mm-hmm. I feel like, have more of an argument. But I still find it odd that yeah. they don't – Normally, it's always, like, that Monday. Monday. Yeah. yeah. Um, so just the last little bit I have is there's also a crime writing festival that takes place in Norway a few weeks before Easter every year. Huh. That's cool. Yeah. And that's the last of it. Can anyone just go to that? Um, I, from what I heard, yes, but I think like there's like a whole process with uh, it and stuff. So, yeah. I might just move to Norway. My, um, great grandparents or my, one of them was... 
an immigrant from the immigrant hmm. family and stuff. She like wrote a book about her childhood. And so you're part Norwegian. Yes, I have a large, um, like percentage of Norwegian. Nice German. I think I have a little bit of Norwegian. When I did my uh, ancestry mm-hmm. DNA sponsors, yeah, that's why I look Nordic. <laughs> <laughs> Then that's well, that was I really have. cool, though. So I, mean, I feel like that leads into, you know, yeah. we can get away with talking about an Easter crime because yeah. I am practically Norwegian, <laughs> like sure, five times removed. Yeah. Absolutely. So I have to get in with my people's traditions. Mm-hmm. No, I get it. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. Thanks for supporting. Absolutely. <laughs> well, and we just lost all of our non-existent Norwegian. Yeah. <laughs> So this next bit that I have here is about a crime that occurred on Easter. Should I open your document? You can. There are some photos. Okay. There. I wasn't sure. Just at the beginning. And that's the only photos. Okay. Not at the beginning, but when you get to the Easter. Ooh. Oh, I forgot to tell you. So you creep. On the- <laughs> fucking- oh boy. Dude, guys. I should have had you get in this earlier when you were talking about the Easter bunny. We're just going to use all of these for the real on Wednesday. Okay. Just like do, 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 do. Maybe just scratch out the kids' faces. Yeah, I'll put another like circle over them. The, the, they like, all the emoji look- faces. Oh my god. That one really looks like my sister when she oh, was no. young. Well, maybe it is. Bridget, um, is that you? Yeah, so I included pictures of a lot of creepy Easter bunny it costumes. It's scarier the more you look. Yeah. That last one is the one we included in our Monday post. <laughs> that one's not even like the scariest. And when you sent it to me, I was like. That was the only one that didn't have a kid in the picture. So I, that's why I picked that one to send it to you. What's up with this one that's like. Which one? The. Oh, I see. The middle one there? Yeah. I don't know. It looks like his face like fell into it's, a fire. It's definitely the time because of how the little boys are dressing mm-hmm. that the costume's going to be like creepy. Costumes were just so creepy before. They were so creepy. Okay. Can we keep going? Yeah, so I want you to see that to give you nightmares tonight. So enjoy. And then just scroll down to, like, my crime section here, and you'll see some photos. I can't get up. Okay, crime section. All right, so we got a family. Yes, we have a family. So this is called the Easter Sunday Massacre. Have you heard any? die. Listen, have you heard of this at all? No. Okay. Not, the only thing I heard of was I'm doing the massacre, so, like, Pretty much what I got from that was, it's off the table. Don't fucking yeah. touch it. <laughs> Good job. I'm glad that you listened to me for once. <laughs> um, but yeah, I included a picture here of a family. I think this is the one you used on the post for Monday, right? Yeah. Um, so we'll get into who they are. It's actually like well, going to be the cover of the episode. Like, oh, okay. It'll be the family that's on the cover. Nice, that's if good. anybody wants actual reference of a photo we're talking about. Yes. So Easter Sunday in 1975 started out like any other where everyone's dressed in new clothes for morning church services, which that kind of sounds familiar to me when I was younger mm-hmm. and going to church and dressing up real nice. Usually it's a new I Easter outfit. When I was young, I did until I started smoking. <laughs> like, I mean like smoke coming off of me because of being in a church. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I meant. Oh, that's burning. not what I was thinking. Not that kind of burning. Anyway. <laughs> Smoking and talking and ditching church. Uh, children would hunt for Easter eggs while their mothers would finish uh, last minute preparations for family dinner or lunch. However, for 11 unfortunate people, they would make the headlines across the country as being the victims of one of the deadliest family massacres in American history. Oh, 
And I, I don't think I have heard I this. haven't either. Maybe as you go through it, I'll remember, like, it being in the back of... I mean, it was from the 70s. Background while I did, like, dishes or something, but I don't think I have. I have not until I looked into this. So, the family that you see in the picture are the Ruperts. Two Ps. I, so, I think it's pronounced Rupert. I don't think it's Rupert. Most people... Yeah, I feel like when I, I see that, it's normally Rupert. Um, so... Their day also started out innocent, just like everyone else's. They started out in um, church, and they gathered later at 635 Minor Avenue in Hamilton, Ohio, at Charity Rupert's house, and she was the grandmother of eight grandchildren and a mother of two. Did you say where this was? I just said it in the address, but it's Hamilton, Ohio. Okay. So I didn't pull up the map to see where. I just like as I was, I went too far after I was looking at the photos and I saw Cincinnati. So that's why I was like confused. I didn't know if like, you know, sometimes they use like states in that. Mm -hmm. It's only like 30 miles from Cincinnati. So that's just why I had that in there. But they're a middle class community, this Hamilton, Ohio. And this house that they all went to after doing all their things was Charity Rupert's house. And again, she was the grandmother and a mother. Okay. So now I just want to talk about one of her sons, her youngest son, to be specific. His name is James. James Urban Rupert, which what a middle name. (laughs) I don't approve. James Urban Rupert was born March 29th, 1934 to Leonard and Charity Rupert. He had an older brother who was named Leonard Jr. And he was two years older than him. Okay. James's early life was not great. It was... I can you don't get ahead. I know, I know, I'm sorry. But yeah. Um, so <laughs> his life was really sad. Like he was abused and his mom would call him a mistake all the time because she preferred she wished she would have had a daughter instead of a son as her second child. You don't yeah. say that. Is that why she kept popping out nine more? No, that was she only had two sons. It's the grandchildren she had several of. Oh, 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 yes. So this is Charity's two sons, Leonard and um, James. James. Yeah. Okay, okay. My yeah. apologies. So she only had the two sons. He was the second so son. she fucked him up. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Like, you make your own choices, no matter how bad you were treated. I know, but a lot of times, like, with this, I just feel like there can be a lot from that. Mm-hmm early stage and because it's not dealt with yeah appropriately oh yeah and his dad wasn't great either his dad had a quick temper and he was pretty violent typical for yeah the 30s but still so needless to say there was little affection shown for both of those sons by their father um okay so the mom liked leonard jr but the father was just awful to both of them from what i gathered yeah Uh But I think it was still worse for James from both of them. Mm -hmm. Um, But their father did eventually die when James was 12 and Leonard was 14. He died from tuberculosis. And they didn't really miss him. But they did have to step into, like, his shoes, basically, and become the men of the family. Mm -hmm. So I hate that. So dumb. Um, But they had to kind of take care of things since he was gone. And because Leonard Jr. was older than James, he became head of the family. So... According to James, after this happened, like his brother picked on him even worse than he did before, to the point of even beating him and torturing him. 
That's awful. Like legitimately torturing. And he's just like, well, I'm the man. Like, I'm mm-hmm. in charge now. I have the power. Yeah. James also did poorly in school. He didn't really have very many friends. Mm-hmm. He had asthma and he was sick all the time. So he couldn't really go out and do anything. Couldn't really play any sports. Like, it was really sad. Um, he was always considered to be a weakling. And his brother would also hammer that into him as well. I think he, it even goes back to his dad, too. I think he was also, like, verbally abusive and would also tell well, him. And the brother probably picked up a lot from the dad. Absolutely. And was like, this is what I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And then you get that ingrained. Yeah. And all of this probably, also him being sick and weak all the time, he probably didn't have that much confidence to, like, have that many friends, mm-hmm. maybe. Because he just... I don't know. I feel like a lot of times with that, too, like, kids end up picking because they're weaker mm-hmm. and they can see whether it be emotionally weaker or physically, like, you're the one who gets picked on. Yeah. And it was also said that he was always smaller than his brother. And that was another reason he was picked on a lot, just by him and others. It's just he was small. Mm. And I guess when he was an adult, he only ended up growing to five feet and six inches. Wow. They weighed 135, which is still taller than me. So Do like, you know what the brother was? I don't know how tall he was. I mean, 5'6", that's only like an inch. One of me. Yeah. And 135 for that, yeah. for a male that's too. Skinny. That's really skinny. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And at the age of 16, he was so unhappy at this point that he tried to run away from home and he actually attempted suicide by hanging himself with a sheet. But it didn't work, and he went back home. That's rough. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's awful. Mm. And um, as he got older, his resentment grew for his brother. James dropped out of college while his brother earned a degree in electrical engineering, and he also excelled in sports. He ended up getting, not James, but... Leonard Jr., because of his degree, he got a great job with General Electric, while James just kind of hopped around from job to job, couldn't really stick with anything. I think he was either quitting or getting let go. Mm-hmm. Just kind of wasn't really And living. the family probably used that against him, too. Yeah. So then his brother went out to marry one of James's ex-girlfriends. Damn. Just but she didn't have that many girlfriends. Sl- yeah, I was surprised that you even said yeah. a girlfriend, but that's just like a slap on them. Mm-hmm. And face. Leonard and his ex-girlfriend. And I don't know how like serious it was or if it was like when they were younger or I'm not really sure. But um, they ended up having eight children together. Oh, no. I feel like I see where this is going now that I'm adding things <laughs> up. Adding things up. Oh. Uh, James, at one point, though, he was engaged, I believe, but it ended up being called off. Well, at least he had a love life, right? A tiny bit, I guess. Aww. But by the age of 41, he was unemployed and living with his mother. Again. He's older than I thought he was going to be during this all. So he also like owed money to his brother and maybe some other people because he had to borrow a bunch after losing everything in the stock market crash from 73 to 74. Oh. So he owed money. He was living with his mom. And he picked up drinking at that point, Mm -hmm. like a lot. And he started collecting guns. So those always go together, you know, Mm -hmm. they go together very well. And also (laughs) just having trauma, childhood trauma Uh and adult trauma and mental illness and abuse. And you'll see the mental illness got worse because he got extremely paranoid. And he was convinced that people were out to get him. 
which that's always a scary step when someone gets to that point mm-hmm. and they start thinking everyone is after them. Mm-hmm. And he was convinced that his brother and mother were talking to the FBI about him, telling them that he was a communist and a homosexual. It's always to the government, too. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Isn't that weird? Like you're giving the government intel on me. Yeah. But it makes you, like, I wonder what's going through his head that, like, he's nervous if they're... Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Um, he believed that Was his... he a communist? If he thought that they were... Trying? I don't know. And was he a homosexual? Like, was Not that I... He that... never said that, but... Mm. So, I know, they're weird things, which make you think, like, are those things he's insecure about? Yeah, that's knowing? what I was trying to... And he just got paranoid being cooped up. Like, his mom already didn't like him. He's living with his mom. I'm sure yeah. she's probably telling him all the time that she had a girl. Mm-hmm. And it comes a lot, or it comes back to his brother, too, because he thought that his brother was sabotaging him at every turn. Anytime something went wrong, he thought that anytime he lost a job, it was his brother's fault. Anytime he had any kind of car problems, that his brother was coming and screwing with his car to make it oh stop working. And even relationship issues. Anytime something wouldn't work out, he was convinced it was his brother, which would go back to his brother. So he clearly him. had mental illness. Yes, um, for sure. And I don't believe anything was ever diagnosed at that point. Well, it was, what, but, the 30s, right? Um, well, well, by now, was born, so we're in like the, the 70s, 70s now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and so he's living with his mom still. And his mom is getting frustrated because like, he can't keep a job. And the fact that he would spend all of his money drinking alcohol instead of actually paying her rent kind of pissed her off, which I can see that. Right. But it goes along with mental illness and addiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah. And I mean, we only really, we don't really have her side of things either to confirm she mm-hmm. treated him so poorly. I mean, not that I'm not believing him, but I also don't know really. I don't think. Yeah. But cause I can see like, I mean, if you were still living with your parents. Well, at least she, like, took you in. Mm-hmm. And so. she was trying to, you know, just kind of help you out in your life. And you can't keep a job. You start drinking. And all of that money you had is going into drinking when you're mm-hmm. not even trying to help her pay bills when she's taking care of you as 41-year-old yeah. man. So, yeah, it, it can also go into, like, the blame game. You can't blame it all on her because you're mm-hmm. clearly, you, your mental health is your responsibility. And just because... You had that, like, not everybody comes out of the situations the same. Mm-hmm. But if there was the abuse, like it said, right, that definitely with a lot like serial killers, people who like have massacre, like, mm-hmm. they a lot of it, like, it sounds like an abusive childhood, yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess it is hard to say. Mm-hmm. It's sad, regardless, but. Yeah, like, I'm feeling for him, but then I'm also, like, okay, you can't blame everything on mm-hmm. your brother or your mom. Yeah. I don't know. And it got to the point where she was so fed up that she threatened to evict him if he didn't, you know, start paying her rent, get a good job, all this. And this is kind of what seems to set him off. This oh, is okay. kind of the tipping so point So she threatened, him. and now he's, like... So March 29th is James's birthday. Mm-hmm. He went out that night to the 19th Hole Cocktail Lounge and he talked with an employee, Wanda Bishop. And Wanda, this will come back a little bit, but Wanda later recalled that James seemed deeply depressed when he was there. He talked about his mother's demands and threat of eviction. 
and he said that he needed to solve the problem. He left the bar at 11 p.m. and returned there later. And when she asked if he solved the problem, he replied, no, not yet. He stayed at that bar until 2.30 a.m. when they closed and then went back to his mother's house. Hmm. wonder what he did in between that time. I don't know. When trying to get more money or something, maybe. Maybe. On the next day, Easter Sunday. So, which Easter in this year was on March 30th. Does that seem so early to you? Like No, because the other... I think it was last year or something. I was like, when did it get so deep into April? Because sometimes it's like April 20th or mm-hmm. whatever. And what I found in my research, which I did not include, was um, like how Easter has changed throughout the years with like the date and stuff. And it has to go out. Like, is based off of like a certain Sunday. I don't know if it's like the fourth Sunday or third Sunday after a certain moon. Mm. And then that's like how it's set. Okay. Something in that. I didn't get into that much, but it has something to do with like the moon and then also like the religious process of it all. I guess that makes sense. I just, I saw that when I was reading this and I'm like, that seems so early, (laughs) but that makes sense how you explained it. Um, But so the next day on Easter, Leonard, James's brother and his wife, Alma, went to see Charity, which is the mother. And Alma is still the same one that birthed the eight children was his mm-hmm. ex-girlfriend. Okay. Correct. Um, so Leonard and Alma and their eight children all went to see their grandmother, Terry Rupert, at her house. So the children hunted for Easter eggs. And James was, at this point, still sleeping upstairs. Um, because, I mean, he drank all night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they get home till after 2.30. He probably so. drank a lot because of how they, like, yeah. said it. After the children were done with their eggs, they came back inside the house. Charity, Alma, and Leonard finished lunch preparations for that day while the children just kind of played in the living room. Around 4 p.m. is when James finally woke up. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's a long time. That is a long time. He loaded his 357 Magnum, two 22 caliber handguns, and a rifle. He just woke up and was like, I'm loading these. and loaded these. That's he, a lot, too. Yeah. And it's, I've heard, I've seen two different, well, a few different, like, I don't know, accounts of what happened here. But some say he, like, went downstairs and just started shooting. Another one says he went down and started talking with his brother. And his brother happened to ask about how his Volkswagen was running. And that kind of made him snap because, again, he we go back his to brother him. sabotages the cars. Right. And he thought it was just like, like oh, why are you asking? What you mm-hmm. do to it? So something that day that maybe he had all those guns loaded to go target shooting. But that conversation made him snap. Hmm. Would you load all the guns before you go target shooting? I don't think so. I wouldn't either, but I don't. Safe. Maybe things have changed because uh-huh. safety Maybe. And also having a loaded gun in your car. Hmm. Yeah. I don't, so no one really knows what no. set him off or if that was just he woke Not up and know. went down shooting. Mm-hmm. So when he got, he went through the kitchen and no matter how it started, he ended up shooting and killing Leonard, his brother, Leonard's wife, Alma, and his mother, Charity. Now, was it like a nice one shot kill or was it an overkill? Do you know? Um, we'll kind of talk about okay, that sorry. a little bit. I think I have that in here. No, that's fine. You can keep going. Um, so 
Also in the kitchen, his nephew David and his nieces, Teresa and Carol. He killed them too. That's sad. James rushed into the living room where he killed his niece, Anne, and his four remaining nephews, Leonard III, Michael, Thomas, and John. That's just awful. John was four years old. I was going to ask what the... The, ra- the age ranges were four through 17. Okay. The oldest of the children were in the kitchen, I believe, and the rest were in the living room. That's insane. He first killed his vic- or shot his victims by taking a disabling shot and then finished them all off with a headshot. So a he was just shot. like, you're down, you're down, you're down, and then went back around mm-hmm. and made sure they were dead. With Which, a headshot. When you think about it, there's 11 people that were killed and none of them ran away. None of them struggled. No, there was no, no signs way. of struggle. They had no idea what was happening. Other than there was like an overturned trash can, but that was the only sign. Which could have been him just turning to run to. Mm-hmm. And all of this took less than five minutes. Mm. Oh my Can God. Can you imagine 11 lives lost in under five minutes? Mm-mm. The power of guns. I'm just imagining, because you said John was the youngest four. Yeah, I believe so. Like those young ones that are just like one in the living room. And they hear, and it's quick probably to down, and down, this down. will kill you more. Um, when he was found, he had like a partially opened piece of candy in his hand. Are you fucking kidding me? No. No. And so, so think- no rem- like he was okay with what he did. It wasn't just like a mental snap and like, like with the Amish guy, he well, was like, oh, we can still revive them at her and stuff. So, I mean... I don't know. I don't. I think regardless if you snap or not, like you you're killing children, dude. You're just eating candy. Probably the candy they got during that Easter egg hunt. Mm-hmm. Okay. So after all this, he called the police himself three hours later. So during those three hours, he it was said that he did contemplate killing himself. You should have. I know that was my thought too. We should have done that before you killed. Was wasting tax like. So, I mean, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that he should have killed himself before killing 11 people. But if that would have stopped him from killing 11 people. Uh, yeah. And the kids were innocent. Mm-hmm. They're all innocent. They're yeah, everybody, I'm just saying, like. But, yeah. Your own nieces and nephews. Too. Yeah, like, what did they do to you to really fuck you up that hard? Because they're your ex-girlfriend's kids? Because they're your brother's kids? Oh, whatever. When they, when the police showed up. James claimed that his mother drove him crazy by always combing his hair and talking to him like a child. According to him, she wanted to turn him into a homosexual. She didn't want a girl so bad, so Mm -hmm. I wonder if... Or if just the way that she treated him because she wanted a girl made him think that... Combing his hair and talking to him like a child? Well, is it because you're acting like Joan and you're not like you can't take you're care not of getting up till four p.m. and she's like you look like right or is she just being I know that's kind of creepy. creepy. <laughs> the combing of the hair is a little creepy. Yeah, and it brings back the, like the homosexual thing mm-hmm. where he's like they're trying to say that I'm homosexual because maybe like you know sometimes people just I don't know whatever. The police described the scene as a slaughterhouse. Blood was dripping through the floorboards into the basement. That, like, ooh, I couldn't imagine walking into something like no. that. Especially seeing the children. Oh, yeah. And so, like I said before, this is a small community. 
I, I don't know if I said that, if I didn't say that, it is a small, it's a small community. And they were completely shocked that James was the one responsible for this. They did not think he was capable, capable of it because he was quiet and he was like the perfect neighbor. Mm-hmm. Just always the quiet ones. And, and that happens a lot too. Cause like, who is, who thinks like you might think someone's a little weird or maybe was troubled, but you're not like expecting them to murder mm-hmm. the whole family. Yeah. Hello. So I keep my head on a swivel all the time. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> um, so obviously James was immediately arrested and he was charged with 11 counts of aggravated homicide. He refused to answer any questions and he was super uncooperative with them. Um, but he did make it clear that he was going to offer an insanity defense. I hate that. I know. Like one, if you're insane, a lot of times you're not admitting it or you saying don't... that you want to do an insanity defense. Yeah, it goes back to the crazy ones don't know they're crazy. Right. They, like, have rationale for it. Mm -hmm. So prosecutors believe that James planned to plead insanity. And once he was, you know, put away for that, he Mm -hmm. would be cured through therapy. And then he would be released and he could receive a $300 inheritance from all his family's deaths. Hmm. It's like (sighs) book work, dude. Yeah. He, so you'll see, but his original trial was held right there in Hamilton in the town it happened in. I know that everybody's supposed to have like the right to a fair trial, but in this case, like, why do you need to spend the time? I know. He had a three judge panel and they all found him guilty of 11 counts of murder and sentenced him to life. But a mistrial was declared and a second trial was held 125 miles north of Hamilton in a town called Finlay, Finlay, Ohio. What do you know why? Because they believed he well, I assume his defense believed he didn't have a fair trial because of being in his hometown. But they said that they happened. were shocked. I mean that's they were shocked fair, it was him, but, but then they were jury members, that it happened. That's fair. But then bring in jury members from outside. Well, I guess that's the whole point of the mistrial, whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was It doesn't matter or not. I know. I, I know it does. Like them. people are gonna be like, no, that like you can't just break the system for certain things, but like mm-hmm. when it's this like black and white, come on. It dude. comes down to the whole was he insane or not? And that's what made them question. But even at this time, they don't give proper uh like support or rehabilitation for people who are insane or mentally like they're still going to. Okay. <laughs> so this trial was held in June of that same year. And new evidence was brought forward from the prosecutors, including he did target shooting. Witnesses had reported seeing him shooting at cans with a 357 Magnum along the Great Miami River in Hamilton. So they'd see him, at, but he, he also collected guns mm-hmm. and would do target shooting. So, I mean, that kind of makes sense. But witnesses came forward about this and about the story at the bar that they mm-hmm. had the night before on his birthday about him solving a problem because that kind of... Definitely goes together with what he did. Oh, yeah, definitely. He was... problems. He was planning it. It was happening regardless. Yeah. So then at this point, he received a new sentence of 11 consecutive life sentences in prison. Okay. Okay. So we're still good at that point. Then James appealed and was granted a new trial in 1982. I can't believe they granted him one. I know. He's white. Right. Well, yeah, and I don't know how his defense was, but he was just, they were convinced he was insane. So 
He had another three-judge panel, and they found him guilty of two counts of first-degree murder, his mother and his brother, but found him not guilty of the other nine counts by reason of insanity. So I think- How do you justify that? I think his defense brought in a bunch of, like, therapists, psychoanalysts and stuff to analyze him. And analyze, like, why he killed the younger ones, and they realized that it was, like, his Mm -hmm. insanity from- everything else that transpired i guess so that's not fit that's not fair to those nine no it was eight children eight children and and the mother mother Mm -hmm. and for this so he received one life sentence for each guilty which is only two and at this point like why are you gonna do this you're gonna die in jail yeah I hope. He did. Please don't tell me. No, he did die. Okay. He did attempt, like, parole in, like, 95 and 2015 and denied both. 2015. And he was born in 34. In 34. And I forgot to put his death date in here, but he died. Didn't he die? Do I have this wrong? How do you... He had to have. Dude, right? He would be... Well, no. I mean, he could still be alive. But I swear, I thought. Come on, he. Oh yeah. Wait. No. Nineteen. What was it? Thirty. Six. Thirty-three. Thirty-four. So he was eighty-one in. Two thousand fifteen. For some reason, I was thinking he was like, ninety-one or something. Still kind of surprised he lived that long. I swear. Did he? When did he die, though? Hang on. Did he not die? Did I like misread something here? Okay. Dead in prison at age eighty-eight. Yeah. Okay, so it was. Oh my goodness! I thought just it was a few years ago. Mm-hmm. So I think it was last year. It would be two thousand twenty-two. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway. He did die. I thought so. And then I forgot to put the put it actually in my notes and then question myself. So he can live a what full fucking life. Yeah. Well, and, and at he the had time, the choice to appeal it and attempt parole and everything, mm-hmm. and these kids didn't even have a chance to live. Nope. And whenever this crime occurred, it was like during those few years in the seventies where the. Um, the death penalty was like suspended because it was, they're still trying to make a decision yeah. in the Supreme Court. So I think that was why he didn't get that sentence. Okay. I was going to ask about, not necessarily, I couldn't remember the dates of yeah. that, but Ohio's. So yeah, it was really sad. <laughs> um, that is really sad. The contents of that house were sold at auction. And they put carpets down to cover up the blood stains because there were still blood stains on the wood. Rip them up, dude. A family ended up renting from or in that house, and they were new to town. I believe they had no idea what had happened in that house. I guess it maybe depends on the year, but isn't that a, like you have to put that in disclosures? Now you do. I don't think you did then, but they were also renting. I believe. I don't know that it matters when you rent versus buying. I don't. No, actually, because my landlord made it seem like things that he told me was just because he wanted to beat mm, the neighbors to, to it. Well, maybe it is just the the year. Like, maybe that's a more recent thing that they started I think disclosing. if there's a murder, but not if there's, like, a natural death. 
yeah. thought. But that might just be PA. True. I don't know. But yeah, so this family moved in. They didn't stay there very long. Did they hear they claimed to hear voices and strange noises before or after they found out? That's the thing. I don't know. Because, I mean, there's no way they were there that long before finding out. Because everyone mm-hmm. in town right. would be talking about it, I'm sure. But they claimed to see lights turning on and off, doors slammed, and they would hear thudding footsteps coming down the stairs. I feel like... Which, I feel like you would have more, like, not, like, the creepy, thing, like, like, creepy noises and stuff. But mm-hmm. I feel like it'd be, like, kids running or, like someone cooking, things like that, rather than thuds and doors. Like, that would be, like, if James was on. I Obviously, I don't know. It's just me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because I think a lot of what people experience is just, like, moments in history mm-hmm. that is still, like, built-up energy in the house. Yeah, so maybe the math, like, so him running down. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, he would still be alive at this point, so it's not like it's his ghost haunting the house. Mm-hmm. It would just be that moment in time. Yeah, like the energy. But good point. who knows? Um, other families, I think, moved in and out of there. There is, I believe, someone that still lives there now that claims it's not abnormal. Everything's fine. Hmm. I so. was going to ask if anybody lived there if they mm-hmm. if it was torn down for do. development or something no, like that. No, I believe they still do. And I think people, like, tend to, like, talk about the house a lot still and try to, like, drive up and see it. Mm-hmm. Which that would kind of suck if you lived at a place like that and everyone was always, like, they called it a murder house. And yeah. Take a look at it. Yeah, I wouldn't like that. But, yeah, that was a bloody Easter for you. Well, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I Yeah, I haven't heard of this. And I, I didn't. I hadn't either. Terrible. And to occur on Easter. Because, you know, anytime we do these holiday episodes, you could probably guarantee I'll be looking for something morbid to throw yeah, in there. Right. <laughs> so I was like, what bad things happened on Easter? And this wasn't the only thing. I know there were other crimes that occurred. Um, but I didn't get into that because we'd be here for three hours right. or more. So, <laughs> Well, thank you. Yeah, and thank you. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, we'll see you again next week. Yeah. Um, and thank you to, like, all of our listeners. We're seeing mm-hmm. our map expand. Yeah, it's, it's cool to be able to zoom in and check out where I think you guys are because I'm a creep and I like to see where you are. Um, but there is this one place... Some, somewhere in Canada. I don't remember I the town. Kansas. Name. Nope. Kansas. You're right. I did oh, say Kansas. I like, Wait, what? Not Canada. I don't know how many went in Canada yet. Kansas. Someone there is listening. But when I zoomed in, maybe the location's off because when I zoomed in, it looked like you're in a body of water. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're on a boat. Called the Cheney Reservoir. So let me know. Let me know if you're all right. <laughs> Are you in a boat? <laughs> I'm on a boat. Are you just floating around? Did something happen? Let me know. Um, But yeah, it's really cool. All the support you guys have shown and hope it continues. Yeah. Maybe (laughs) you're just listening to like our cool intro music and then shutting it off. But still could be. Thank you. And um, also please like follow our pages on Mm -hmm. Facebook and Instagram on professionals asking questions or UAQ pod. Yep. You can also email us at uaqpod at gmail.com. Yep. <laughs> um, the ads got me switched yeah, up there. You can send us whatever, you know, topic yeah. recommendations, stories, Just questions. Let you us have. know if you like the show, what mm-hmm. you don't like. Yeah. Um, yeah, get at us. Yeah. So thanks again. See you next week. Bye. Mm-hmm.